Welcome to the Legacy of Our African American Lives podcast, where our stories become our oral histories meant to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation. My name is Tangela Irby, and I am your host, and I am pleased today to introduce you to none other than one of my many first cousins. Our mothers were sisters. I have on the podcast today, Cynthia Ebron. Cynthia is a native of New York who moved to California way back in 1994. And we were all amazed that this New York girl would find a place for herself in California because she loved New York as a child. Today, she works as a site director at the San Diego State University, where she leads a staff of seven. She has a master's in organizational leadership. She is a mother, a wife, and she is also a G-Spend legacy. Cynthia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Oh, I really do. Um, first of all, I wanna say thank you um, for just being in this space right now, just to discuss the history, legacy. I think knowing the past opens the doors to the future. So I thank you so much um, just to be able to sit here and discuss it. And as you mentioned at the top, I do live in California. I live in the Temecula area, which I like to say wine country. And everyone pretty much knows, or people who don't, wine country is just like Las Vegas, where you have a strip of just different wineries for those wine connoisseurs out there. So I am happy to reside here. So again, thank you. And thinking about doing the podcast, what is of interest to me, you know, I've always loved family. We were family that we, we get together regularly. Uh, we have our family reunions. And as we're starting to lose people, I'm finding that at least with my memory, I'm starting to forget so much. And I think it's really important for our generation to reach back to our elders, to find out some of these things that we've forgotten about along the way. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is I wanted to find out what you remember. I remember as a child, you know, going back to G's Bend and being in the car, back then it was a car ride. You know, we weren't hopping on planes and you weren't getting the whole entire family on a train. You were hopping in that car. Someone was frying chicken the night before. Someone was making sandwiches. You would get the cooler out and fill it up with sodas and water. It was so much in terms of the expense of trying to get there. But all of that was worth the journey. So when you think back, do you have memories of being a child and going back to visit G's Bend? Oh, yes. Oh, G's Bend will always be in my heart. Um, I think while African-American communities are no longer invincible, I'm, I'm unsure that as a community, we are taking the appropriate steps to preserve the African-American culture um, and our families. And I think that it's important that this legacy continue. And as a family, that we make sure that our children and that we keep this in our heart and pass it on. And it's important to know where we come from, right? Um, my memory, um, I can remember in my heart, will forever be in my heart, the celebration, the connection with family surrounded by food and laughter. And it's always the backdrop that cultivated 
the family bond. I remember a sense of easy living, um, not the hustle and bustle uh, from the big city, because as you mentioned, I am from New York. Um, it was a new cultural experience, should I say, with green pastures, animals, neighbors, and that one store that everyone would go to. And so I just always remember that and the laughter and, um, and just being among family and being in that container and having that community and just the endless um, com uh, communication. So when you talk about conversation, I remember being younger and being there and I've always been, I'll just say inquisitive. So I've always wanted to be around and be in a position where I can listen. And I remember our grandmothers sitting around with our aunts and talking and having conversations. And, you know, that was a time where for some people, they would say that children are supposed to be seen and not heard. But what I remember vividly is all of the life lessons and things that they would talk about. And some of the things that I draw upon, you know, right now, when you think back to our grandmother, um, is there anything specific that you remember? Oh, wow. I have this story that I, I want to, <laughs> I don't think I've ever shared this, but I remember our grandmother as being a strong woman and she was really beautiful and um, she just was playful at times, right? <laughs> and I remember I was in the back and we had, well, she had these big pigs in the back. Uh, yard and they were hogs and they were just playing and they were like children and so I was on the back porch and I was like where is that noise coming from and they were just it was like kids and so when I looked over they were like in the what you call the slop <laughs> just you know just playing and I was going to throw something over <laughs> at the pigs and all of a sudden I, I heard my grandma say don't you hit my pigs. <laughs> and so I just always remember that. I Sometimes I think about that and, and I just laugh, but I just remember that she was such a strong woman and just had a real um, great sense of humor. And she had, like I said, there were so many kids, right? And so the number of grandchildren, there were a lot of us. But I remember, and it's funny that you mentioned the pigs, because I remember, I don't know how young, how old we were, but grandma insisted that she had a pig that she was saving for my brother. <laughs> you know, we had never thought of coming back or, you know, living down there at that point. But I remember going down and I was always afraid of the animals. So I remember my grandmother taking my brother in so he can go and see it. I should ask him if, if he remembers that. But that to me was the funniest thing. And I don't know if you remember, but I actually remember being down one summer and you actually rode a horse. I did. I did. And I remember um, I, I was kind of apprehensive about getting on the horse, but I took, a, took the plunge. And I remember uh, our cousin, Bruce, uh, we took the horse to um, uh, when they go get the water, I don't know what, what you call it. I, it really escapes me right now, but to the spring, that's what it was. Spring, we, yeah. we, we took the horse to the spring. Oh my goodness. So many memories. And the horse was like, it was like an hour and the horse was still consuming all this water. 
And I was like, well, when is he going to stop? And he was like, you know, Bruce was like, oh, well, this is what they do. And so that was really um, one of my first memories of actually getting on a horse and riding a horse. Because again, um, someone from the big city would never <laughs> think of, you know, getting on a horse and riding a horse. So yes, that was a great memory. It definitely exposed us to things that we weren't used to. The outhouse, for example. I don't know if you remember that. They didn't yes. have when we started going down to visit. Right. The outhouse. And then it was the pump that was outside. Um, as The water pump, as I remember. The outhouse. Yes. And then it was a, a barn that um, I remember where the greenery would grow and, and, and like the eggs and the, the chickens. And it was just filled with so many different varieties of, 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 of like I said, greenery and, and just animals. And so you get, it was like a thing where I was kind of overwhelmed at first because it was like, well, what do I do first? And how do I play? And how do I take it all in? Again, it's that family unit and having that history and being around that type of environment that kind of shaped who we are today, right? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And I remember, you know, at night it would be so dark. You know, if you're used to the city, you're used to city lights and that was not, that still yeah. isn't the experience down there. And I remember that, you know, at time for bed, our cousins would tell us stories and make you afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. There's just, just so many things that I remember that were all just good times. I mean, we couldn't wait, couldn't wait to um, go down there and just when you talk about the love, it's something about being around family. Coming up in the city, you're used to certain things. So breakfast food mm -hmm. was breakfast food, right? So I remember mm -hmm. going and one morning for breakfast, we had um, chicken, brown gravy, rice and biscuits. Exactly, exactly. And if you remember, <laughs> breakfast was served at like five or six o'clock in the morning. It wasn't like breakfast was like nine or, you know, at 10 o'clock. Breakfast, I remember grandma being up early in the morning and you would smell the food. And so uh, breakfast was served early, early in the morning. And I was like, you know, what, what is this? <laughs> Again, it was a different experience. And it's nice to be able to experience different things. So then you can honestly, in terms of life, it helps you deal with people from all different backgrounds. Because yes. you're exposed to something that was just a little bit different. Exactly. You, know, you talked a little bit about how the history shapes who you are and who you become. Talk to me a little bit about what are some of those things that we were taught or whether it was taught directly or if it was something that was implied that you just picked up and it has become a part of you? I think um, as far as community and having that hospitality, I think um, being around the family and being around our family, food is always involved. And I think it goes back, if you really look at it, uh, back from slavery. And that's how people were able to really come together. They had nothing else to do. They had, you know, especially on a Sunday. And if you really look at it, for me, I love to entertain. So when people come to my house, my history has shaped the way that I entertain. 
I, everyone that comes to my house, you are welcome. And that's our family. We don't treat anyone like an outsider. If people come, if someone, if I invite someone to dinner and they bring their friend, I'm like, oh, you know what? All can come. And so, um, again, my history and having that hospitality and having a, a open house where everyone is welcome and food is there and we can continue those conversations. And so that history has shaped who I am today and I still instill. And just to add to that, you made me remember, you know, back then it was not uncommon to have children in your home that weren't necessarily your daughter or your son. So we've had exactly. other family members that um, were welcomed into the house. So yes. people said, well, your grandmother raised my mother. Yes. You know, and a total sense of, of community. And it was like, whatever you had, you were willing to share with someone else. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Selflessness, you know, it was really uh, where what is mine is yours. And so, and, and share it, you know, and, and, and I'm still like that till this day. If someone does not have, and like I have uh, example is one of my girlfriends from New York had come to visit me and there was something that she didn't have. And I was like, oh, you can have it. And her husband said, why is Cynthia like this? She was like, oh, that's just sin. She's always like that. And so I had this sense where if people lack and they don't have, I'm willing to give. And that, again, is the way that I remember. And my mom is like that. Um, you know, let's if you don't have, if you don't have. Let's talk about your mom. When we go. <laughs> when, you, when you think back, um, again, to how her upbringing has shaped has shaped her, not only her, but has also shaped you. Because when you think about it, so there's your mom, there's you, and now mm -hmm. there's your daughter. So there are three generations there. You know, mm -hmm. what are some of, the, if I were to ask you, what's something that you learned from your mom that you internalize and you're passing on to your daughter? What would you say that is? Well, what something that I learned from my mom, again, as we continue to have this conversation is about family and the family unit and being a powerful unit. Um, my mom just, and, and there's so many things that I have learned from her, but that's the one thing. It's all about family for her. It's all about welcoming people. Um, it's all about having that family unit and being around others. And no matter what, stick together. You're here and stick together with your family. That's all it's, it's back about with her. <laughs> so. You know, and then again, just having more, having um, lots of food, having lots of resources. Um, if she, she, I wouldn't say hoard, but, you know, my mom does have a lot. Uh, so, okay. So, so what I will add to that is, and it, it totally makes sense right now, because I don't care if it was a set of sheets, if it was a pot. I don't care if it was a pan, a cup, or a mug. She always had something for my mom. Yes. Always yes. had something. She was not, she's not the type that, and even now, I can pick up the phone right now and call your mother and tell her I needed something. And my Aunt Lucy will have it for me. You know, that is, yes. that's, just, that's just the way she is. And it's never about if she sees something on sale and she's not going to buy one because someone else might be able to use it. And yes. You know, and you're also making me, re reminding me of this thing too. So um, 
and I always feel like I'm just telling too much, but this is what we're talking about, our family legacy. Oh, yes, exactly. um, (laughs) If someone were to come to me and say, hey, I have these pants that are a size eight, can you use them? Some people say, nope, I can't use it. Nope, Um, you know, give it to someone else. That was never my mom. My mom would always be like, okay, yes, because there was someone in either our family Yes. And her circle of friends who could use it. And so she exactly. was always about if someone had excess of something and they wanted it to find a, a new home, she was willing to facilitate that. And yes. I guess it goes back to the whole idea of taking care of other people. Other people. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that our people come from the idea that you are going to be blessed when you can be a blessing to somebody else. Exactly. And I, and I, mm-hmm. I see that in my own life. I don't know if you have examples of it, but when you yes. have somebody else, and it's not that you do it saying, okay, I'm going to do this because I need God to bless me. You don't have to think that way. Help someone else and your blessing is going to come back to you. I totally agree with you on that. I I remember when I was in my early 20s, and this is one another thing that my mom taught me. I um, was in my early 20s and I would always say, why do I always have to do X, Y, and Z? And this is one thing that my mom said to me, you worry about yourself. You worry about what you do. God will always bless you. Don't think of what you do for others. Just do it. And God will always bless you and the doors will always be open. And that is so true because I say that about my mom. The doors are always open for her and she is blessed in so many ways because she gives and she gives selflessly. And so that is one thing. And I can say that about our entire family. That's what we do. And so the blessing will come tenfold. And so I believe that. And so I, I was venture to say then that's what you're teaching your daughter. Yes, yes, I, I totally am. Well, first of all, I think legacy inspires the heart of the living soul. Um, It's unique. It's unique. Say that again. Say that again. Legacy inspires the heart of the living soul. It's unique and it, it captures our experiences, connecting the past and present to frame the powerful direction of the future transforming our history into storytelling. So with that being said, I want to pass down to my daughter to take her own journey. Mm. I want to um, instill in her to not to take the yellow brick road as we all were taught. Take that yellow brick road and this is where it's gonna lead you. I want her to deviate from that. Now, with that being said, as long as she does what she feels in her heart is right at that time, I just want her to create her own story, just like we created our own story, right? Mm -hmm. And so stories of evolving, stories of change, stories of reflection, stories that will connect her past to her present and future. And so that's what I want my daughter, the legacy I want to leave for her, to take her own path. It's her journey. And every time she comes to me just recently, she said, I think what I want to do 
after school is I want to take six months off. And I looked at her and I said, you do what you want to do. It's your journey. I have my journey and it continues, right? I want her to take her own journey. And that's what the legacy that I want her to have. That is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right. So, Cousin Cynthia, <laughs> I'm going to let those words just read because I want the people who are listening to this podcast to think about all the things that you have said, think about the legacy that you are leaving. And my hope is that they craft the legacy that they want to leave the children the family, the nieces, the nephews that yeah. are coming, that are going to continue to live after they leave this earth. I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. I want to thank you for saying yes when I asked. Of course. <laughs> I want to of let course. you know how much I love your mom and I appreciate her stepping in and, you know, being a resource for me now that her yes. sister is no longer here. And I wish you love and legacy. Thank you so much. I really, again, as I said, for reaching out to me to be in this space, to talk about family, to talk about legacy. And I hope that I shared something that someone can take away and say, that's what I want. And that's the legacy that I want to leave for my family. Amen. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank Have you.